great future. We're talking real money. Oh, it's all working. I'm so excited. Oh, listen to that. It sounds just like I'm there, doesn't it? Hi, I'm here. I'm Don. And over there, over there is Tom. And guess what? And I'm here, too. I know. We're both here. It's really working. We're here to talk about something really important that you really deal with pretty much every day of your life and that you'll need more of the farther along your life goes. Trust us on that. That stuff is money. And we want to help you deal with it better than you have. Because, eh, you know, you haven't done as good a job as you probably should have, right? You've done some things. Hey, we've all done some things we're not proud of. We've made some bad investments. Are we talking about money here or we're, something else? We're talking about money. <laughs> okay, okay, checking. This is not that kind right. of show. We're not just right. filling our guts and bearing our soul to America. No, no, no. We're talking about money, the things you do with your dough every day of your life, and we want to help you do those things better than you've done them before. There. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. 24 If you've never called the show before. If you've never called, call us. If you've called before, call us. Everybody's got a question about money. There's always something like, oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. If you do, then then we're here for your call. It's really easy, 855-935-TALK. Like, here's one of the questions that comes up. I think of this one a lot. I really do, because I'm now at that tender age when when I'm looking. I wouldn't just, call it tender either, by I, the way. I'm looking okay. just around the corner there, just like right there. And I look around that corner, and I go, oh, man, how much money am I going to have when I, when I have to stop working full time or maybe even at all? How much am I going to need? And then how much does is is what I have now going to make? These yeah, are all those always future question. tense questions. I just they oh, drive everybody us crazy. Everybody wants to know. I know. Yeah, everybody wants to know. Talked to a really nice person last night, and they were saying, "This is great. I'd love to hire you. How much are you going to make me? I hope you're going to make me a lot of money." I said, "I have no idea. I'm always hoping." After the after my small cap value fund. Did 22% last month or 20% or whatever it did. It did yeah. a lot. That's what I want. That's what I want my portfolio to do. Just keep doing Check that. the box. Just yeah. do that. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, this is because that number becomes critical in any sort of planning, right? Because yeah, if you're that's what I'm 25, yeah. yeah, if you're 25 and you say, when I quit at age 60, I want to have this big a pile of money. I'm willing to save this much. How much do I need to make on that to, to get there? Or conversely, as you said. When more people of this age listening than the other, they're saying, wait a minute, I'm 60. I'm going to retire in five years. I got this pot of money. How much do I need to make on that money to make sure I have enough? And, you know, here's one of the other dilemmas that I just thought of just now when you talked about how big a pile of money will I have. It also depends on whether you how you measure the pile, whether that pile is neatly stacked in bands or it's just a loose pack pile like leaves. Because you need a much bigger pile if it's loosely packed like leaves. Indeed, you do. So, but let's talk about <laughs> you, how much you, you actually acted like that was a serious thought. I, it sounded it sounded very serious the way you said it. Uh, now you completely discombobulated. <laughs> you stack me. your money up like a pile of leaves. Then it looks yeah, bigger. I don't want to tell you where mine are in my backyard. But here's the thing. Yeah. Basically, everyone, all the professionals are telling you. You're going to make less on your money than you've made in the past. Is that encouraging? 
Well, no. I mean, here's the numbers. I mean, Wilshire, no. Wilshire, Wilshire Consulting, advisor to big pension funds, yeah. is now projecting its 10-year annual return for U.S. stocks, 5.5%. Bonds, 1.75. Uh, the U.S. pension uh, pensions as a group are projecting a return of about 7.2% for oh, the well, next 10 that years. That sounds familiar. They, like, always yeah. project 7%. I know, they, but here's the, th- I mean, well, they, they, and they never make it, but I, this is always troublesome because when, if we run a plan for you, we either do it one of two ways. We put it in the computer and say, computer, how did this work over the last 60 or 70 years based on those returns? Or we ask it, what will the future look like? Put it in the crystal ball because the, the future returns in the computer are lower than the ones in the past, by the way. Are they? Well, it's a somehow. Good oh, there's some genius who's written the program who says you're going to make less, which is probably makes sense. But this is always the question: What can I expect to make on my money? And I think this is something we should talk about because most people don't have an idea how that that you always talk about risk return ratio, yeah. how to invest to make money without losing too much. Big, big questions. Well, you know, and it's funny you should say it's something we should talk about because guess what we've been doing? We've been talking about it, and we're going to continue to. And talk about the things that are important to you at 855-935-TALK. So call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And one of the reasons why your ex your expectations for future returns should be lower what than what they have been in the past are pretty obvious. We have very low inflation. Bond yields are down to almost nothing, and they were a part of the total return calculation in the past. And so, therefore, the expectation. For stock returns, for equity returns, the the amount of differential they have to provide to be worth owning over and above bonds is going to be lower. So, of course, the returns going forward, we just don't know what the exact number is, and nobody can know what that exact number is. Well, and I will just take umbrage just a little bit with what you said. The stocks, the bond side, I have no question. It's mm-hmm. going to be, remember, if you look at a, at, at a high-quality bond portfolio going back to 1970, you've made somewhere around 5% a year. I would not expect that for the next 50 years. No way. No. Stocks, I always wonder because new stuff comes along. It's kind of yeah, harder but, to put, in, but a part put your of, finger on that. But a part of equity's return is dividends. Yeah. And those those don't need to be as high to be competitive going forward. And they're far less, by the way. They're going to be far less in 2020 than they were in oh, 2019. Oh, yeah, because lack, lack of earnings to pay them. Yep. 855-935-TALK. We want you to call us so that you get this right the first or maybe the second time it's really sad when it takes the third or the fourth time for you to get it right so call sooner rather than later 855-935-TALK and tom has done just that another tom tom welcome to talking real money not you hi tom how are you yeah good afternoon uh i I listen to your show occasionally and uh, i'm just a a retired uh craftsman (laughs) and last week you mentioned something about a uh, 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 someone who had invested over a period of time in foreign funds and then some bonds. And I didn't get the, and you said they made over a million dollars in the time period. 
And I, I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I was trying to get the time frame and, and what the bond funds were, or the uh, uh, the stock funds, stock part. Of oh, it. I, I get to, I get to get out of this one because for most of the show I wasn't on, so I'm going to oh, blame it all on, on me. Blame it all on Tom. <laughs> It was just a month of November. I think you put in ten dollars. You ended up with a million, couple foreign funds, and some bonds. No, I'm kidding. No, no, that's not right. Uh, first of all, first of all, Tom, we recommend uh, a portfolio that includes on the stock side half U.S., half international, or as you may call them, foreign. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Then on the bond side, we only use U.S. government bonds. Well, of relatively corporate. short little tiny bit of corporate but short and intermediate term duration so they're really go for safety there i have no rec wait a minute wait a minute i'm gonna go in this well i have no recollection of uh promising a million dollars is that good no uh it's been a while so um i don't know <laughs> that didn't work okay. uh i i have no i just don't, i don't recall saying you made a million stand up dollars. is not no. gonna be your thing you're, i know you're gonna be doing I'm impressions too old i don't know so um <laughs> I don't recall saying that, but I do. Th- I will say this. I will say this about, as you call them, foreign funds, international funds, because next hour we'll talk a little mm-hmm. more about this. I think they'll be the outshiner of the next 10 years because they've been the underperformer this 10 years. That I may oh. have said because U.S. has done far better than international for the last 10 years. Remember the 10 years prior to that? International did better than U.S. So there are tend to be some cycles to all of this. The U.S. market has been bid up for a variety of reasons, and so we still – would build a portfolio half in U.S., half in international. And, Tom, let me just tell you one thing about this show. Since you haven't listened all the time, the one thing you will never find on our show, you will never hear on our show, is any strategy to make a million dollars in a short period of time. We just don't believe, unless you start with hundreds of thousands of dollars. You start with two. Or start with two million. You can get to a million. (laughs) Quickly, very quickly, we got some pro shares funds. We got some shorting strategies on Tesla. Yeah. No, we and I apologize if I if somehow you misconstrued that we could show a way to easily make a million dollars on some foreign funds and bonds because I don't know what that would be. No. Yeah, I, I I just caught a little bit of it, and so it was my fault for not listening carefully. No, 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 well, no. thank you for the uh, the comments. Sir, I appreciate that, and we'll we'll listen more. <laughs> Thanks. Thank I appreciate you, that. Tom. And, and I also holidays. appreciate any opportunity, any opportunity you can give me to make fun of Tom. So I, I thank you for that. <laughs> I got it coming. I got it coming. Well, you know, you, and back to where we started. the You show, got to be the guy returns. who sounded good last week on the show. That's true. Yeah, I could actually hear me uh, here about returns, because I do think this is a very important topic. I asked our friend, by the way, Paul Merriman on a webinar the other night, what he thought the future would look like. And he said, he went into some other explanation because he didn't know either. Nobody knows, right? Nope. I mean, the pensions don't know. Wilshire doesn't know. No one really knows. But the question to you, Don, yes, yes, yes. is Go ahead. What sh- how do they plan for the future if they don't know what they're likely to make on their money? Well, no, you, you, you have to make guesses to plan. You do. And we make guesses to plan. We make guesses, but we make guesses based on the past. Um, as you said, where we test various outcomes on, uh, based on past markets, and then you extrapolate a little bit based on the present. But you got to understand that that's just a guess. 
When it comes it right could, down to it. The future could look completely different, right? We just don't know. We can't know. We and anybody well, who mm-hmm. claims to know, I know what next year's going to hold for you, or I know what you're going to make over the next 10 years. These people, they have a they, they have a really, really short name for them. They're called liars. <laughs> liars, okay. I mean, by the way, here's the reason I trust looking back 50, 70, 90 years. For trends. There's nothing else for trends. For trends. Because there's nothing else to trust. Right. Everything else purely is speculation, right? I mean, and in some ways, saying the future will look like the past is speculative, too, but less so. Well, and one way. of the more interesting things, though, about the long-term past, going back as many years as we can go, and really with a broad database of stocks and or bonds, we can really only go back uh, right about 100 years, a little less than mm-hmm. 100 years, because we don't have enough data prior to that. But we can go back 100 years, and that's why we say good times and bad, up markets and down, inflation, deflation doesn't matter. The average return of equities, U.S. equities, over that period, because we don't even have enough data on internationals going back, but on U.S. equities, the average annual return, which is never the return you get in a given year, has been. You made the, a great podcast about that. Yeah, it's been in the nine to ten percent range. Yeah, right. good and bad. So if you if you're going ninety years forward, then maybe the past ninety years is indicative. We don't know. Is it possible? And by the way, yeah, yeah. But the by the way, the other point to remember here is that basically no one ever makes that. Right. Because you have to start and stop at the right dates because people have a tendency to move money around. Oh, oh we've seen oh, this this year really? all the time. Hey, I got to get out. I'll wait to get in. I'll did the market the, the or the the election or the covid or the right, whatever. Right. I'm got, hey, they have uh, a tendency to, hey, hey, Don, 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 I'm, I, you know, I, I got a lot of money and I want to invest it. But 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 I think I need to put it in slowly because the stock market. Well, you know how it is right now. It's volatile. It's always volatile. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that number works. But it also works really well on Saturdays when we do the show live, so we can have a live conversation. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Oh, 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 did I mention, did I mention that in addition to calling us with your questions at 855-935-TALK, we also accept questions in written form, which gives me the opportunity to read the questions and try to stump Tom. So send them in at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form or give us a call at 855-935-TALK. Okay. Now we answer those questions either on the show or on the podcast. So that requires, by the way, you may not get an answer on the show if you're a show listener. So to get your answer, <laughs> this is kind of sneaky on our part. You have to listen to the podcasts. Oh, one of those things must uh-huh. be present to win. Must kind of be deal. present all to right. get your question answered. Oh, all right. You make things so complicated. I piling up the leaves I'm for trying, your money and all the rest I of it. I am so, trying okay. to build our right. podcast. Just give audience. me my seven percent, would you please? Just give me my seven percent. All right, but do you want it? Do you want it in a taxable or a tax deferred account? I, I don't want. I know I don't want it wrapped up like leaves in my backyard. That's what I do know. Well, I'm just so, thinking. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay, let, let me go with that for a minute. You've got your bills all neatly stacked in tightly packed bundles of money. 
if yes. you break those apart, they're only about this tall, right? That's about that tall. But if you break those bundles apart and you kind of stack them loosely and crinkle them, your yeah. pile of money looks bigger. So it's just a psychological thing. Yeah, okay, I guess so. By the way, there was a guy once who told us he had $200,000 buried in his backyard in a metal in thing. The, and I, in I, the Pacific I, I had his address. Yep, the, I had his address. Those tend I know. not to go well. I know. I Money know. rots I, underground. I tried to rent a metal detector the next weekend, but I couldn't find one. All right, I have a question for you. It came in online. Hit me. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 I didn't. No. Right. I'm, we're 3,000 miles apart. I can't hit you. Uh, okay. The subject. Here you go. Ready? It's a uh, taxable yeah. account. Uh, would you explain how taxable accounts work? Also, what kind of investments are best for that kind of account? That's it. Tax efficient ones. Okay. But what, okay, so let's what's just, the purpose let's talk of about a taxable account? Let's, remember, yeah. your investments should be viewed through the prism if you will of taxation right pre-tax money like your regular 401k and ira goes in it grows there's no taxation while it's growing and dividends are being paid and interest being paid etc cetera, etc cetera. and then when you start to take it out you got to pay regular income tax on it that makes sense right yeah i get that okay then there's this whole thing called roth mm-hmm that goes in after you've already paid tax on it, whether it's a 401k or IRA. By the way, I think for a young person, Roth makes a ton of sense because you're going to get all those decades of growth. Everything happens inside there, no taxation, and you take it out, and there's no taxation. Then there's the entire rest of the world, everything else that's invested, everything else that's in a savings account or buried in your backyard or whatever it is. That is money that's just exposed to whatever taxation the government would like to put on it. So, for example, when you get dividends there or interest or you ha you buy Tesla at a certain price and then you sell it later at a higher price or lower price, all of that activity gets taxed in various ways, right? There's different ways for stock sales to get taxed and capital gains and interesting, all of those things. So the short answer to your question is yes, for example, in no, a the qu he asked what kind of investments work best. Well, I'm getting okay. All right, well, you answered yes. I, I already said <laughs> it wasn't a I'm yes no question. Day. You didn't like my Reagan imitation, so I'm not going to be as nice to you. So uh, here's the thing. I was very yes. good, Tommy. <laughs> here's the thing. Yes, you should own probably things like stocks, stock uh, funds, exchange traded okay. funds. Remember, exchange traded funds are more tax efficient. True. They in don't a, distribute in gains. A taxable, remember, an exposed account, a regular brokerage account. Holding things like bonds are not as good in a taxable account because you're going to pay income tax, tax on, the income. on income tax on the income, right. et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I got that. Um, those are some things. You don't want to be trading things. Of course, we don't think you should be trading them anyway, but in a taxable account, it's even worse. Because people forget about, like at Robinhood, my goodness, what are the taxes? The government's going to be very happy to see the end of the year there because they're like, wow, look at all these 1099s you got to pay all the taxes on. I traded this stock. I made this much, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, you should. this is a very important part of investing, something that people overlook. Well, that was a good answer. That was excellent. Excellent yes. answer. And, by the way, uh, the, the other question is, the money in the backyard, if it rots and it's not usable, <laughs> yeah. is it a taxable loss? Can you write that That's off? That's a great question. <laughs> I just want to make sure. 855-935-TALK. Call. Tom and Don are talking real money.
A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. And uh, we had a lovely gourmet uh, lesson during the bottom of the hour break there. Well, you were listening to other things. Yes, a yucca. Lesson. Lesson. It's like a cactus. It's like yucca. I'm not eating cactus, and I'm not eating fried banana either. Platanos, platanos. But the tacos look ridiculous. All right, well, that's... You know that one, those. Mr. Rube. I know. I'm, I know. <laughs> exactly. He goes, All right. exactly. I, I know a taco. Exactly. 855-935-TACO. No, I'm sorry. 855-935-TALK oh, is our number. Oh, you made me hungry. Now I'm thinking 855-935-TACO. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'll talk about money or food with you. Either one is good. Mm. Um, and Nancy, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hi. I have Hi. been laddering CDs, and I'm five years out. And I have one that's due this month for about 17000 And there's just no good interest rates out there. And I'm wondering what to do with that money. Oh, 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 Nancy, 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 Nancy. The whole point of a ladder is to build discipline. The whole point is the reason you have a five-year ladder is because if rates go up, you'll be investing the money that's coming due at new higher rates. And if rates go down, as they have, you've got a bunch of CDs earning a higher yield. If you break the ladder, you break the discipline. Even though they're not paying very much money, if it's really just about safety and yep. trying to make a little bit of money on them, that's, or a little bit of money on your money, we're not going to well, run off and I, tell you to buy Tesla I, or Airbnb. Well, you had once mentioned on the program a good bond fund with Vanguard. But that changes the yeah. whole strategy, though. What I'm saying yep. is this changes the whole strategy. If that's the case, then going forward... You should just go with the bond fund and accept the fact. You see, the nice thing about your CD ladder is you will not lose principal, period, no matter what. In a bond fund, you will at times lose principal. Not very much, and let me give you the bond but fund you will. just so you have it. It, it. There will be variations. There will be some volatility, but let me give you the fund because it's an alternative. I agree with Don. There are two separate strategies. I like the bond fund better because, by the way, there's advantage to the bond fund. You get your money tomorrow. Can't do that in the CD with no penalty, right? Um, and you've your the yield today is going to be greater on this than there would be on a CD. You need to accept the fact that there will be some variations in price. But the, the bond fund that we recommend is VFSTX. V is in Victor. F is in Foxtrot. Then S as in Sierra, T as in Tango, X as in X-Ray, VFSTX. It's the Vanguard short-term investment-grade bond fund, still yielding probably right around two, I'm guessing. Yep. And um, and I? again, I agree with Don. It there are periods of time when the value of the fund goes down a bit, not a lot, nothing like stocks or high-yield bonds. So you have to be prepared for that, but. In today's environment, I have a lot of struggle getting people locked in, Don, to 
anything longer than a one-year CD. I know that I know people want a ladder, but, but you man, see the but the ladder though the ladder means you have a portion of your money coming due in a year. It means you've yeah. got a year. So it come and up right yep. now. Right now you can go out if you go to bankrate.com. I found a credit union that you can go onto online and get one point two percent. Which is pretty dog a high yield savings or something? It's a CD, a five year CD. CD, okay. It's a five, five. year CD at one, but <laughs> wow. but that's the latter. Yeah. That's yeah. the right. but bear in mind that there have been, as a matter of fact, earlier this year, the uh, short term bond fund took a big dip. It was quite substantial, and those kinds of things scare people. That's my worry. Right, that's the thing. Yep, that's what you got to be paying attention to. I hope that helps, Nancy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there isn't one answer. It's our bottom line here. It was V F C and then T like S. No, V F S. V F S. S is in Sierra. T is in Tango. X as in X-ray. V F S T X. All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're Thanks for calling. Welcome. This is very. This is very important <laughs> thing for every investor to remember. There's always a trade-off between. Return and risk. Yep. There's no escape. Yep. If there was, by the way, if there was an easy way to make 5% with no risk, well, here's my money. I'm not going to put it in stocks anymore, right, or bonds. Why would I? It doesn't, it doesn't exist, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And, 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 you know, with this Vanguard short-term corporate, in 2018, the value of your portfolio was down for the entire year. The yeah. whole year. The only thing that saved you from a negative overall return was the income stream. And, Correct. And then you only got 1% for that year. That's why you have to balance this out. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Now, this is for the listeners to the radio show, the live radio show. If you're not listening to the live radio show, you won't get this reference. It should uh, be. But have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that the the traffic people no longer even pretend to be in a in a helicopter? Oh no, that's all gone now. Yeah, yeah, they don't pretend to be away in their basement, flying high over the city. I, Oh, by the way, you'll be glad to know that the Wall Street <laughs> Journal yesterday did the home of the future, and one room that people are adding is the soundproof booth that they never had before because they need to have more Zoom meetings and calls from home than they used to. Oh, and you love that. You already oh, got that. Well, your it's house. not Boom. soundproof. I want this booth to be soundproof. I know. And in my, my new old house, it's going to be soundproof because... You know what can come through any soundproof room? Well, that's why I got to do a super soundproof. Dog, children. No. Yeah. Leaf blowers. Oh, please. You're now going to ruin my weekend. You know how much I absolutely abhor those things. Gasoline leaf blowers. They oh. go through. They go right through your soul. They penetrate they that's, your that's soul. The, <laughs> they go through mine. Yeah. They come every week to our office, and oh. I go, a leaf literally has not fallen in three months, and they're out there doing it. Well, in Florida, we get it all year. And in Ugh. my neighborhood, everybody has their own company that comes in. And so you've got it on Monday here, on Tuesday here, Wednesday afternoon over there, Friday morning over there. It's just, and then the neighbors who do Good their news. own yard, they do it on the weekends. 
Good news. The first thing I will do when elected president is yes. outlaw leaf blowers. <laughs> Gas yeah. in there. Yeah. Done. It is. It's in your platform. It is. Get your get your back into it, as my son used to say, with your rake. Let's get going. So, eight five five nine three five talk. Well, the good news is for all you leaf blowing people, Tom will never be president. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Jim, you're next. Welcome to Talking uh, Real Money. Hi, Jim. Hi, Don. I wonder if you can help me out with a couple of suggestions. I received a two hundred fifty thousand lump sum retirement payout. And I'm wondering what to do with it. I was thinking a short-term bond, keep it kind of safe, but have a little bit of growth in dividends. Tom, ask the very important question. You ready? Do you want me to ask it for you? Since you're taking a, a, a gulp of water. Uh, what yes. is the purpose of the money? What is this money going to be used for in the future? Well, uh, for retirement, uh, but uh, not till age 72. I'm 68, and I have other funds available uh, investments i have a uh, an air force pension coming in so i'm not hurting for it for it so i want and, to have some safety with a little bit of growth okay well one in a short-term bond fund you're going to get a degree of safety but forget about the growth it's not going to happen bonds don't grow they bring- i guess the question would be why do you want to be so conservative when you already have the pension i'm, I'm assuming social security as well no not till age 70 okay so but he'll have okay. it, yeah. So you'll have, have a pension both and income. Social Security. Yeah, got it. Right. I have I have about um, oh seven hundred thousand uh, dollars split between Roth and regular IRA in different. And how is that so invested? Have, how is that invested, Jim? Um, in large growth and small stocks. Small growth okay. mutual funds. All so in they, all in equities. The all in equities. All in equities. Yeah. That is correct. Okay, well, now it's starting to make sense that the 250 would be safer money. That's, that, that, that's clearer. Have you determined what your risk tolerance is? Your personal risk tolerance? Uh, I have a pretty good uh, level of risk. Okay. So fairly, fairly high, moderate to high. Uh, have you taken our risk quiz? Um. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, good. Remember, oh, what was your score? It, risk, is, risk is up there. He's okay. He's up there. All right. Did uh, you do the one with the electrodes or not? <laughs> uh, not uh, probably when I was born. <laughs> You're not. You can't take that much risk. <laughs> I love saying that to people because they go, oh, "I'm never taking that." <laughs> I think Tom's sitting at home turning it up. Oh, well. It, um, I see this as a golden opportunity, actually, Jim. I see this as a really uh, wonderful opportunity to take to create a plan for the whole portfolio to really, because you said you got some large and some small, it sounds a little hodgepodgery. And what you, what you probably should do, this money is going to be, this was post-tax. This is, this is taxable money going forward. It's a rollover. It's actually, I didn't opt oh, yeah. for the monthly pension because I'm okay. So I, yeah, I took it, that lump sum. So to go into an individual. It's going to go yeah, into an IRA. Into IRA. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a, to, to me, this is a wonderful opportunity to kind of get all your assets combined in one nice, handy place where you where you really develop the plan that X amount is going into U.S. stocks, X amount is going into international stocks, a portion of it is going to go into bonds based on my risk tolerance. Then I'm going to rebalance that every year. 
And let me ask you another question. Between your pension okay. and Social Security, when you receive it at age 70, will that cover right. most of your costs? Oh, yes. It, I'll, will I'll those be fine. two? Will, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So here's another way to look at it. And here's how I look at that. Then the rest of the money. Okay, because okay. I, I don't know if you have charities you're interested or family you want to leave the money to, because if you're not unlikely to spend it, putting it in bonds is costing the people you want to leave the money to money, right? Because bonds have made less than stocks. So I agree with Don. First, a plan right. in place to say, here's what I'm trying to make on the money. Then when I look at the whole thing, my IRA, my Roth, et cetera, et cetera, here's how it's invested with that in mind, yeah. rather than just saying, I just took in 250 Give me a short-term bond fund. Because most investors don't have a plan for the money. They just kind of do whatever seems expedient at the time they're doing it. And that and and, and this is what it's a, such a great opportunity because you've got a million bucks. And now you can properly allocate all those pieces and parts for your various goals in your golden years, as they call them. I don't know why they're golden, except that our skin turns kind of ruddy and Maybe yellow when we get John. Mine doesn't or look very goldy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your hair doesn't look gold. It's Is that silvery. helpful? Yeah, thanks a lot. You're yeah, welcome. I think that's helpful. I think uh, I was thinking of the uh, two hundred and fifty and maybe some type of retirement um, dividend paying fund, but uh, have to search for that. I would. I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't even no, go that way. No, Again, no. the way okay. I would do it. This is this is how I would build it. I would take. The, again, look at your overall risk tolerance. Determine what portion of the portfolio is going to go into bonds. That portion would go into short, intermediate, preferably government bonds because they're safe. That's what you want for your security. Then the rest of the portfolio will get split evenly between U.S. stocks and international stocks. Doesn't matter what the dividends are. Ignore dividends. You'll get dividends. Then within that, if you really want to start getting into the weeds and start eking out tiny little additional fractions of a point of return, then you start adding in, you, you overweight value a little bit. You overweight small cap. You get into some emerging markets. You start, you build, you get in a little, a little in real estate trusts. You start to build from there. But the first basic step is what percentage in high quality safe bonds, what percentage divided between U.S. and international stocks? That's where, that's where you can stop. Good starting point. Yeah, you yeah, can good stop. Good starting there. point. Okay. okay, I think that's really helpful, especially the portion for the bonds, which I'm I'm lacking, the safe bonds. So that's a really well, good. And advice. that's and that's and bear in mind, if you look at it all as a single portfolio, you treat it like one entity. You don't look at the individual parts and go, well, that one's beating that one. That one's doing better. You look at the whole thing and you go, oh, I'm only down. And when the market's down twenty percent, you go, I'm only down five because I've got the bonds in there, stabilizing my portfolio. Thank you for your call, Jim. By the way, anyone can go to TalkingRealMoney.com and see three different fund families where we offer free portfolios to do exactly what you just said, Don, at Fidelity, yeah. Schwab, or Vanguard. It's, it's absolutely super simple. And, and you just Very go to, inexpensive indexes. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on the silver-haired woman with the earbuds in her ears, that little book, picture there, and that'll take you right to it. 855-935-TALK. Call us and we'll talk about life and money on the show. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
And, you know, of course, when Tom and I started our investment advisory firm, Vestry, uh, over 10 years ago, about 11 years ago, oh, it's been 11 now, um, we, we, of course, wanted people to become our clients and let us help them manage their money. But we did something that I think is really, really unique in the industry. I mean, everybody offers these free consultations, but you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a sales pitch, right? We decided from the get-go that's not the way we were going to work. We will help anybody get started on that on that plan we were talking about. Whether you become a client or not, that's it's free. There's no obligation and no sales pitch. Just go to Vestory.com and set up an appointment. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. You know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?